May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Hush, hush, somebody's calling my name. Hush, Lord, hush, Lord, somebody's calling my name. Hush, hush, somebody's calling my name. Oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord, what shall I do? Someone called your name. That's why you're here today. God called your name, probably mediated through some human beings, into a particular ordained ministry. And so like the readings we heard today, like Isaiah, like Peter, like the disciples in the gospel, you may have struggled with what to do with that call. Oh my Lord, what shall I do? What kind of laborer am I for the sake of the gospel? Where am I called to harvest the abundant growth of mission and evangelism? But you heard that call, and you chose to answer in the words of Isaiah, Here I am. Send me. And then you said yes to a whole sequence of calls that came after it. Calls to formation, calls to ordination, calls to your first parish, and for some of you, many parishes and many communities since. That call and response between God and God's servants is a constant back and forth of prayer and reflection and communal discernment, interspersed with periodic bursts of clarity. It's not only clergy who are called by name by God, but those who are called to ordination have, have heard something distinct and have taken vows, vows that exact a toll, and a cost, even as they also open us up to incredible joy and freedom and faith. But I invite you today to remember that first call. For some of you, that's not so far in the past. For others, it's decades, 30, 40, 50 years ago, 50 years of ordained life serving God. However long ago it was for you, think back and remember that joy and excitement of that, that hearing God calling your name and thinking, oh, it's me, I, here I am, send me. Perhaps also the naivete of that first call. <laughs> but essentially, the passion of it. Passion for Jesus, passion for ministry, passion for worship, passive passion for prayer, You know, I remember during my years of discernment, the liturgical marathons of realizing that I could go to the 8 p.m. Christ Church New Haven vigil on Easter and then go to the Episcopal Church at Yale vigil at 11 p.m. You know, six hours of vigil. I just wanted Jesus to be raised over and over again and to, to soak in all the words and music and images There may also have been some late-night street-chalking of Christos Anesti all over the Yale campus. And the commitment to justice and to changing the world into something closer to the kingdom of God was just as enthusiastic and passionate. 
But of course, passion does not just mean enthusiasm. And we are especially conscious of that this week as we prepare to read and walk in the footsteps of the passion of Jesus. Passio in Latin means suffering, not enthusiasm, not strong emotion, not even love. We have in our English language transformed the word for suffering to a word meaning intense feelings. But that which we are passionate about is what we will suffer for. That which we are passionate about is where we will still be vulnerable and where we will find love. From today's gospel, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus has passion with us and for us and for all of our people, especially when they and we are harassed and helpless. Jesus meets us in our suffering. And years of ministry can drive from us that enthusiastic passion into the passion of suffering. You know, one more day off given up for the sake of the parish. One more endless discussion about whether the altar flowers are here or here. Or facilitating those hard and passionate feelings between church members who are on opposite sides of the political spectrum. And you feel you always have to watch what you say. Can I preach this or not? If I don't preach it, is there a cost? We can get tired Clergy burnout is real. We and our people are harassed and helpless so very often. And thank God Jesus has compassion on us and them because sometimes our compassion is dried up. But this is a week to drink it all in and remember that first passion, our first faith, the first time we heard Jesus call our name and the compassion that it engendered within us. To remember the first time we said, we believe and knew that we were part of that we and heard it as a call. Now, I've imported an introduction to the Nicene Creed today from the Diocese of New York. You'll notice it next. Remember that it is only when we love one another that we can truly say, we believe. I heard that every year at the Mass of Collegiality in New York, and I always loved it because I was like, oh yeah, you know, I cannot fully believe in God unless I love my neighbor. Faith and action are connected. We can't just be good social service agencies who are not grounded in faith and prayer and the proclamation of Jesus Christ. And we cannot be worshiping communities who do not love our neighbors in action as well as in concept. We're called to be passionate. And the passion of Good Friday, as we approach it, is, is not solely the passion of Jesus. He suffers most greatly. But hear that story. You know, so does his mother. So does the beloved disciple. So do the women who stand at the foot of the cross. So does Peter as he is confronted by Jesus' betrayal, of prediction of betrayal in his own failing. But suffering, whether of Jesus or of us, 
can lead to new life. Mary Magdalene lingers at the empty tomb in John's gospel because of her tears, because her passion, her love, her enthusiasm, and her suffering has led her there to do the hard work of grieving the loss of her friend and Lord. And when he appears, she doesn't recognize him until what happens? Until he calls her by name. Mary, he says. And she turns and sees him anew and lovingly cries out, Rabuni. And then answering that call in the wholeness of that call, she goes out to be the apostle to the apostles, our ancestor in ministry. It's that moment when Jesus calls our name that we turn and realize who we've been following the whole time. When we realize where our passion begins and ends, we realize who we love and who loves us. And so hear that call of your name this week. Jesus is calling your name. Claim that energy and that excitement and that power and that passion to go out and share the good news with the world just like Mary Magdalene did that first Easter morning. Jesus has called you to proclaim his way, the way of love, in word and action to the harassed and helpless people of the world. Well, it sounds like Jesus, somebody's calling my name. Well, it sounds like Jesus, somebody's calling my name. Well, it sounds like Jesus, somebody's calling my name. Oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord, what shall I do, what shall I do?